Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20 down. Five touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. It is December 19th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Appreciate you tuned in listening. We're less than a week away from Christmas. Work not getting done this week. So we're glad that you're listening to us. We're going to have some fun. We're going to make two hours go by relatively quickly. Nick Roush, how are you this morning? Uh, I was, I was really, I'm really disappointed in myself. Today was going to be a, a Thornton's day and I just didn't, didn't have enough time to refuel. You seem like you're having a rough morning. Yeah. Which is just a little bit. I mean, a it's, a, it, it, it's, you know, th- this is the time of the year where like you said, not a lot of work's getting done. Sure. Well, it's like all I'm doing right now. So, you know, oh. just, your fingers hurt from the boggies. What a bogs. What a recruiting news. See, and here's the thing, TJ, is like, I know you're just messing with me. And, like, you're right. But also, I wanted to grab that keyboard and shove it through your face. <laughs> I don't think you could do it. I don't think you could do it. Don't have it in you. You, you forgot the code to get into the studio. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just completely blanked on it. I tried, like, four different combinations of the same three numbers. None of them were right. Well, you're in. It's all right. We made it. You got a cool sweatshirt on. Thank you. Today's going to be a better day for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it it was really just having Monday Night Football on last night, and I'm getting stuff ready for signing day. And I was like, man, I know a lot about a lot of these guys, but I, whew, I'm going to do some more <laughs> some more digging on the rest. Signing, signing day is just different now. It used to be. Tomorrow, right? Yeah. You used to have like all of January to kind of get hyped slow build mm-hmm. stories and all these kids and now you just kind of forgot that they're there it's all transfer portal and what's gonna be next and all that sort of stuff so it's just it's uh yeah it's a little different a little chaotic yeah. the sport football has changed so much in just a matter of a few years where it was like all year recruiting mattered 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 it still does matter but like you'd have those summer visits the camp stuff everybody gets so excited about it almost feels like you're your upcoming season is made in the weeks after your last regular season game and before you play your bowl game. It almost seems like the 
45 weeks of the year of recruiting just pale in comparison to like these four weeks yeah. where it's like, all right, we know who our quarterback is next year. We've got our star running back. We got this wide receiver and that wide receiver. And it's like, oh, for the 45 other weeks, the last four years where you've been recruiting these freshmen to come in or these high school players to come in, throw that out the window because we just got this all-conference guy. It's so important. Well, it, it, that, like These last four weeks – they're just so important to the future of like the following season. It's crazy. It didn't used to be like this. Yeah, uh, the dating analogies. You know, you you spend all this time courting, and then now it's just swipe left, right, swipe, swipe. I mean, you know, just that, I don't know if I've heard that analogy. Everything in sports radio gets brought back to dating, but that is that is true. Yeah, it's like your grandparents would be like, "Well, you pick her up and you take her out for ice cream, yeah, yeah, and you don't move too fast, and the next date, go for a soda pop, you go to a coffee shop, and you put a pin on her." And, and then she was your gal. It's like grandma's like, you need tighter leggings if you're going to get a man, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is true. Unbutton that top button. It's like the people that were the most old-fashioned are just now telling you, like, go. Don't even don't even go to their house and make it official. <laughs> oh, man. But don't even need to go to the visit. Uh, it is wild times. And yeah, yeah. yeah but are we in for any surprises today or tomorrow? I don't yeah. We are. Yeah. Maybe um, in the course of today's show, we'll get to those surprises. Yeah, that'd be nice. It'd be really nice if they could get Jamie Dumas Johnson from Georgia. He's good. He's He would be uh, an eye-opening get for the Cats as far as like across the SEC landscape. Get with a capital G. Yes. Gotcha. Very good. Very good. Let's check in with Scooch with a capital S. Justin, how are you? I'm good. I uh, feel a lot better today, so that's good. Oh, I, uh, I, your conscious clear or something? Is that, that, is that what's got you feeling No, better? I remember I was dealing with some sickness yeah, yesterday. Uh-huh. I, I skipped work again yesterday, so I, I went home, just relaxed, watched some football. Mm. It, was, it was a great day. Dude. Oh, was it, was it a fun game you watched? Okay, Roush, here's the deal. You're, you're going to try to pass all this blame on to me, and I'm not going to be here for it. Okay, pal? There, there were, You think I'm the only one in the country that was saying something at that point? And for what it's worth, I told you, as of now, it's a good looking pick. And I knocked on wood after I sent the text. So I'm I'm not I'm not taking the blame for it. Well, um if if you aren't following me on social media and you're not in our group chat, which I if you're in our group chat, then we're gonna have to have some words with our friends at Apple. But um yeah, uh, we, we were having some casual conversation about just our holiday plans and how you know what just wanted to get the schedule out for, yeah, for next week. Yeah. So um and then at the end of it, Scoot says, uh, by the way, Roush, uh, great advice on Old Dominion. So far. Yeah. Don't forget the so far part. They, so it's almost like a disclaimer. Well, uh, the, the disclaimer did not include like, oh, they're up 28 to nothing. There's You might as well have just said, hey, there's no way on any chance – possible that this bet is going to lose and western kentucky is going to overcome a 28 nothing deficit and win outright in overtime scooch said also good tip so far roush old dominion scored 24 points first quarter all season they put up 21 first quarter today and they scored a touchdown like as i replied roush said another touchdown scooch says this is getting out of control yeah that was the part where i was like (sighs) roush says scooch jinxy cat this scooch says no (laughs) <laughs> matter of factly an hour and 13 minutes later roush says second scoots a big one scoot says i'm farting ticked i'm ticked off this isn't my fault though and i'm not gonna accept blame 
I mean, I stand by that. It, it's ridiculous that you all always pass blame to me for being a jinxy cat. Because you jinx everything. Like, you, you could have very much just done, like, I mean, if he would have just typed Old Dominion, I might have been triggered. But, like, I could at least use that as a jumping off point to talk about the game. No, he de- the reason Western Kentucky came back and won was because of Scoot. You, you all act like I didn't bet it, too. I had money on the line. I didn't want it that to happen. Just say, are you proud of yourself, yes or no? No. Okay. <laughs> I will say, that was a, the game was so nuts, and it gave me, like, so Old Dominion looked shaky because part of what it was is they had, what, a pick six and a scoop and score in they that first quarter? four turnovers in the first quarter, yeah. right? Yeah, so, so, like, part of it, you knew that, okay, this horse threw up their rear ends. Um, that this, this is definitely a place, part of it. They really couldn't move the ball on Western – but then they scored a touchdown in the third quarter. Had a big play, scored a touchdown, and that put them up 20. Like it, Western was go, threatening to get back in that one-score range, but they scored that touchdown to go up 21, 35-14. And I, I left uh, the office being like, okay, I feel, feel good. I feel pretty good about this. Like They're up three touchdowns going into the fourth quarter. Just, you know, have a couple of decent drives, and you, you, this, this game should be Toast. Well, I got once I get out of Lexington and on a sixty four, I'm like, let me check the score of that game. Oh boy, thirty five twenty eight, and I'm just like, yeah, you got. I, I was mad, but also on the other hand, Scoots, if it was going to be something crazy, at least, at least Old Dominion flamed out in just such catastrophic fashion that it made the final hour of my car ride home entertaining because they got. A field goal block that would have given him a 10-point lead with uh, three minutes to go. Mm-hmm. And they had never had, that coach had never had a field goal blocked in his entire tenure. I think Ooh. he's been there like five years. Um, and that kicker had only missed two kicks all year. Also, to get somebody so open on a fourth and goal from the 15. Yeah. Oh, that, and that that's all they had to do. Just stop him. Fourth and 15. They, they even sacked Caden Veldkamp on third down. Their backup. They put in... A uh, name of uh, UK football recruiting past, and and he kind of picked him apart. He was awesome. He looked good, yeah. Um, and then in overtime, they even co- they converted a third and long, get it down to the one yard line. They had three plays from the one. They didn't get to do the third snap because they had a false start, and so they kick a field goal on fourth and goal from the five, and it gets blocked. I mean, they that was a meltdown of all meltdowns, um, and. Western got to celebrate with a bunch of toast. It was a hilarious bowl game. So, as mad as you all were at me for this whole debacle, I, I want you to know, Roush, that when it went to overtime, I actually I left my house. I, I was craving ice cream, went to go get ice cream. I was like, this game's going to overtime. Western's going to win. I'm not happy about it. I've got to go get ice cream. So, that's what I did. Didn't I, even see overtime. I thought you were going to say, well, at least I live bet the tops at plus 10 and a half. No, but I should have. <laughs> I should have. If I was paying close enough attention, that that could have been a great gambling opportunity to see how tight Old Dominion got. I uh, didn't bet it and didn't really watch anything of it except for like the last, the overtime, the last, I don't know, last, last few, yeah. last two minutes and then the overtime, uh, which was, I felt like all I needed to see. But I was cracking up at Scoots. So that <laughs> was the ice cream good. It was, yeah. Ooh, what it was, you get? And it was free. Ooh. I, uh, I, I went to a fast food place a couple months ago, donated an extra dollar for a booklet of five uh, ice creams. So oh, nice. I got I got two free last night. It was great. 
Nice, nice. I um, chocolate, by the way, always chocolate. I just Caden uh, Velcamp came in 40, 52, 383 yards, five touchdowns, only one interception. That's crazy. Old Dominion forced five turnovers and lost. Just I, I, all the people out there who say oh, there's too many bowl games, just to show them that. I mean, Western overcame a twenty-eight nothing deficit and then was celebrating with toast after the game, like just chomping on toast. It's college football. Hilarious. Hilarious stuff. We got one tonight, not a good one. UTSA versus Marshall in the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl. Oh, Scooters. Hey-o. Well, Scooters, Scoots. you got to stay up for this one. doesn't start till 9, but it is the Scooters <laughs> Coffee Bowl. So yeah, you got no to. shot. No you shot. Have, you have to. <laughs> Maybe take a nap and then Ooh, yeah. Who's playing? drink some Scooters Coffee. UTSA versus Marshall. That could be okay. In Frisco, Texas, Toyota Stadium. How much are the Roadrunners favored by? They're 12.5-point yeah, favorites. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Marshall's not very good. Over under fifty one and a half seems a little low for bowl games. Bowl games is a little crazy. That's the bet there. What was the over under last night, Ralph? In that game yesterday, oh, Do you know? it, 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 they got there. I, I don't remember what it was, but they got there. Yeah, I was thinking during that game, I was like, man, I really should have overed this. I think it was like fifty ish. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I I have not done any due diligence yet on Marshall UTSA because I just I just know Marshall's not great, and that's a lot of points. Um, and, and when I say I haven't done my due diligence, I haven't just to check to see if UTSA's quarterback's playing or not. UTSA feels like a school with a lot of guys going in and out. And they had, last year was kind of their dream season with Jeff Trailer, and went 11-1. and one. I believe they, no, last year was the year they won the conference at the Alamo Dome. But their quarterback came back this year. Um, and they had a bit of an underwhelming season. Trailer, he was a, uh, he was up in the coaching carousel for a bunch of jobs. He's staying, so who knows? Maybe that's the – we got to win one because Coach stayed for us. Maybe that's where the inspiration comes from this game. It's also basically a home game. The Frisco Bowl is – if it's not at Jerry World, it's at the stadium that's next to it. It's Toyota Stadium. I just said it. Right. Well, what do you – What do you? I don't – isn't that the, like, the star in Dallas right next to Jerry World? Um. Well, it's where the soccer team plays. I don't know where. Oh, okay, really okay. Is, I, yeah, I wouldn't. I wasn't sure. Okay, all right. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, that's basically a home game for UTSA. So not for Marshall. No. <laughs> Although I would like a bowl game in Huntington. People forget Louisville hosted a bowl game one time. Did they? Do you, yeah, the Bluegrass uh, Bowl. <laughs> do you remember? Uh, it's 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 fate. Uh, it was like super cold, and they never did it again. And who was it? it was like Texas and somebody. I don't even know if they actually went. Through with it. They because did. They played. They one, actually did yeah, play it. They okay. played one bluegrass bowl at the fairgrounds. They wanted Bear at Bryant's. the fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fairgrounds were new. They were trying to attract people to it. Uh, funny thing about the state fair board people, they were smart. They were like, "Hey, let's have football games. People show up to football games. Let's get big crowds." So the record crowd for the fair, I think, it was a game between Johnny Unitas's Baltimore Colts and the Chicago Bears. I want to say. Um, that was an exhibition before one of the NFL seasons in the fifties, but yeah, they tried to get bear Bryant to bring his team one year. Um, and he, he, he let him vote on it and they were just like, no, we don't want to play in this bowl game. We're good. Here's, here's the bluegrass bowl update. Took place in 1958. Only one year. It would have been the different coach then. I got that wrong. Oklahoma state beat Florida state 15 to six in the game. Boring. Let's uh, see with the aftermath. In January 1959, so just a month after the bowl, officials stated paid attendance for the game was 3,100 people. Who? 
with just over $18,000 of actual income. It's not great. The Bluegrass Bowl organizers pro- proclaimed that the game was a, a success despite the low attendance uh, and that the game would be played again, but it never was. The 1959 edition had been scheduled for the 19th, but it was canceled after Thanksgiving after Alabama and Kentucky both declined invitations <laughs> as they had done for the inaugural edition of the Bowl. Alabama played in the Liberty Bowl, while Kentucky finished the season with a losing record and did not play in a bowl game. That's what it was. They were like, well, we'll get Bear Bryant to play Blanton Collier, his former team. That'll be a big draw. And both were just like, ah, we're good. Wow. So if Alabama and Kentucky play in the Bluegrass Bowl in 1959, are you taking Duke to the 50th edition Bluegrass? Well, it wouldn't have been the 50th edition. But like, is the Bluegrass Bowl still a thing? Liberty Bowl still a thing. Alabama played in the 59 Liberty Bowl. We still have the stupid Liberty Bowl to this day. Could we have boring MAC teams playing a meaningless bowl game in Louisville nearly 60 years later? I do think there is somewhat of a line of demarcation for these bowl games, where they work or not. Yeah, I think it is. And, and it's, then it's just it's like once it Memphis. happens, it's like, yeah, all right, yeah. You know, we'll, like if we'll you keep go. Doing it. Because they, they used to have the refrigerator bowl. Um, if you've ever seen uh, the old video of guys run, jogging through a fridge. Like uh, they just had like the facade of one that that it came out in the tunnel, uh, running through refrigerators. Uh, I I think that was somewhere in Ohio. Kentucky played in the Great Lakes Bowl, which I'm sure that was a frigid affair. Won forty-seven to six. Um, So I I do think that a lot of places wanted to have bowl games, but they were just like college teams do not want to play in these exhibition games in the cold. Like you, it's it's got to be somewhere southern, and so. Really, I think uh, until the 90s, when you had Charlotte and Music City pop up, I think Memphis was the northernmost game. I, I, they all, yeah. I mean, Atlanta, even Atlanta. I mean, when Kentucky played, my dad talks about going to that Peach Bowl. And the Peach Bowl is, of the New Year's Six, the newest one. Uh, and that didn't really gain a lot of notoriety until kind of the Georgia Dome glow up. Uh, but when they played at Fulton County Stadium, the it was a freeze-out sort of edition. Like, my dad talks about that cold often. So, um, yeah, I, 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 something something got in everybody's crawl. It was just like, eh, we're not going to play in these unless it's unless it's warm. And you know what? Can't can't blame them too much. Although it would suck if you were the Cure Bowl over the weekend and you were like, oh yeah, we had to go to Orlando play in a nice bowl game. And it's just a tsunami the entire time. Absolute mm-hmm. monsoon. 30 UK players voted no on playing in the Bluegrass Bowl. Yeah, Mark's story has a great story on it. Yeah. Pretty mm-hmm. fitting. Yeah. Mark's story also loves Thornton's. You do as well. Go to Thornton's. Yeah, text in the Thornton's text on 502-414-1450. We had a busy weekend, TJ, so we didn't get to talk NFL. Uh, you're wearing your Packers shirt now. I would just like to say that on behalf of you – um, I would like to fire Joe Barry too. Well, Matt Lafleur too, but like, but yeah, like somebody definitely the defense coordinator. People, yeah, I think Baker Mayfield had six interceptions in two previous games at Lambeau, and he had zero on Saturday. Oh yeah, on she Sunday. looked like Peyton Manning. That was he, the easiest. He just totally how, torched Green how? Bay. But it's not the coach's fault. Just remember that texture. Three hundred eighty-one yards and four touchdowns, no interceptions. That's Jordan Love's fault, Roush. I don't. I don't. I don't. I was I was very unhappy. Yeah, it, it's class. I mean, just the fact that they beat the the Lions and the Chiefs, and they just draw me right back in, only to lose to the Giants and the Bucks. 
Football's dead. Um, <laughs> it's fully basketball. If you want to feel dead, uh, this is uh, – j- so um, we have a Steelers help group, Scoots, uh, before football practices. Mm-hmm. It's uh, me, Keith Farmer, Jeff, Jeff Drummond. Uh, you know, you just got to – Keith Farmer's a Steelers guy? Oh, yeah, big Steelers Come on. Uh, here we go. Uh, but J.D. said something yesterday that, like, I had to say out loud a couple of times to be like, ooh, this is – a good idea that's also the worst idea ever and is apparently around in Steelers fan circles, and that's trading for Justin Fields. And initially you're like, I don't hate it. Right, right. But here, here, hear me out. Scoots, who was the quarterback that sucked on Sunday and basically just got the season to spiral? Yeah, he came from the Bears. Exactly. <laughs> Do you really want to take another former Bears deadbeat is somehow the are, are the Steelers the organization to turn that light bulb on for Justin Fields? No, it'll be better than Mason Rudolph. Yes, I it, would be better than Mason Rudolph. <laughs> I mean the fact that I mean he's starting this weekend. It's 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 just gross. We're done. We're done. <sighs> it's gross. It's absolutely gross. NFL. It's just like get us to the final four. We know who the best two teams well, in, each, in each division. The one I can't figure out, are. though, is the Dolphins. I can't because they, they – But they, I'm, I'm trying to bet them is I I can't do it anymore because I just keep like, oh, this is the week they turn it on. No, this is the week they suck. Uh, it just turns out like you can't I, – I thought without Tyreek Hill, like, oh, the Jets' defense has been good. I know they've probably got to be on thin ice, but – yeah, absolute fraud. They play the Cowboys uh, this weekend, so that's going to be the ultimate fraud off. Roush, it's it's pretty simple with the Dolphins. When they're playing bad teams, they do good. When they're playing good teams, they do not. Yeah, do. but the Titans, though, what was that? That was the game where I was like, the Titans bad, run up to score on them, and didn't happen. Titans are playing inspired. Will Levis, baby. Which, by the way, that injury, that was a... All right, here's another thing, too. All of these TV channels, like, we're not going to show it. They've done that multiple times now with players that play just the next week. Like what? Yeah. Or when did we get so sensitive that I think like, a lot just like defer to like yeah why why not other places don't show it it's kind of gross we won't show it I don't know. There's also I part of me is like it and be like hey this injury is kind of gross here it is yeah Ooh, this is a bad looking injury yeah. you might want to look away but it's football bad looking injuries happen. Um. Well, Will Levis has looked really bad. He sprained his ankle. He might play this week. You know. A grab-and-go texture on the Thornton Stexon says, all I want for Christmas is this Georgia linebacker. Yeah, he's he's good. He's really good. Do you think the Cats are going to get him? Um, I've, Yeah, I, I mean. Brock's I, like, remember all the fun times we had. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I Actually, I, sources tell KSR that Brock was standing outside of his apartment with a boombox. No. Yeah. Nice. Love it. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Kentucky has a has a really good shot here. Um uh, I'm not picking them like I think it's gonna happen sort of deal, but I feel because uh, it's it's really coming Do we down know who to, the competition is for this. So it's Auburn. He he went to Kentucky first and shows up at Auburn after staying the night in Lexington for a short visit on Sunday before dead period. Florida State wants him to Hold off. They're they're kind of trying to get in the mix there, but I don't I don't know if like why delay, right? Like if if you really want to go to Florida State, just go, just do it. 
right? Like talk to them on the phone. If you like their pitch, just go do it while, while wait around until January 3rd through the 7th window. So uh, I'm expecting we'll hear something today. Uh, really, I think that the good sell here is that Kentucky's got, they've got, they've got a good proof of concept here. They've got a spot right there for him. Yeah, playing time, yeah. Yeah, uh, with Trevin Wallace declaring for the NFL draft on Friday night. So, yeah, uh, go make it happen, Cats. It, I mean, that would be awesome. He would be, he would be great for that defense. Uh, as far as a vocal leader, a guy who, I mean, he he called the signals for a national championship team, you know, and was doing fine uh, this year after on the heels of an All Americans this season season where he was in the a Buckus Award finalist for the best linebacker in the country he breaks his forearm in a game and then a true freshman comes in and is badass and it's just he's gonna be the next guy so he's like all right well i'm gonna go somewhere else and play my final year he's good he'll get drafted be nice to have him on the squad at a position of need too even more important john on a morning grab and go texture says good morning everyone i'm glad we are in the top 10 in the polls i know we still have some non-conference games left but what grade would you give the basketball cats so far and what do you think is their biggest weakness? We'll got to go talk to you later. I love good grade questions. Fun radio topic. Uh, UK moved up to number nine in the AP poll yesterday. They are the second highest ranked SEC team, just a spot behind Tennessee. And uh, just in case you were wondering, the updated polls. I, um, I'm i one of those, you know how I am with TJ with college basketball rankings, where it's like, ah, they don't really matter that much. We are starting to get into the – well, it's, it's 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 good to be in the top ten, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you won a big game. You're about ready to pulverize your rival. Um, SEC play starts. Is it Wednesday? Next Wednesday? Mm-hmm. I believe they got an SEC game before the new year. I think no, they don't. It's Illinois State. Last year they did before the new year. This year their first SEC game is like the six. Okay, it's against like Florida. Got you. Uh, they go about a week. They go. I think it's like a. Friday to Saturday, Illinois State to Florida. They have about another week break there. Um, but, yeah, some years it's before New Year. This year it's not. You're right, yeah, yeah. The, what, what, we get one, two Kentucky basketball games in basically three weeks. <laughs> just, I, hate to, I hate December. I love it on the one hand because, like, you usually get some cool games. You get the UK-UVO game, obviously, UK-UNC this year. But, no, it sucks. Yeah, it's like, did you enjoy that U.K. basketball game? Well, wait another seven days before you get to see another one. Did you hate that? Wait another seven days before you get to see another one. We, just, we got Santa Bradshaw. Man, that was kind of That cool. was fun. I, John, to answer your question, I'm going A, just regular A, like a 94 mm. on can't, the grading scale. Can't go A with the loss to UNC Wilmington. I, I don't right, care. I, okay, Professor Scooch, what grade are you giving? Yeah. I was going to go B+. Plus. Okay. You if, can if, give you, it. if you take that loss to UNC Wilmington out, then maybe it's an A, yeah. I, We're talking I, about like a difference of four or five percentage points, and you really came after Roush for that. Yeah. He came after <laughs> me for Jinx and Old Dominion You yesterday. did Jinx Old Dominion. I didn't. And it's a little concerning didn't. you don't understand. You went from, I, I said I mean, it's I, a 94, 95, and you're like, no, it's 91. A, it's an 89. <laughs> I guess it uh, I was I was going low end of the B+, plus, like 87. That, that would be like a B, like a regular one. But nevertheless, <laughs> part, part of the reason I'm so happy, how many times did we have to talk about is Bradshaw or you go? Are they going to, like I, in, in July, I was legitimately worried that Aaron Bradshaw was never going to play. And he just had, he had 17 and seven in his second game. And then his first start 
He helps play a role in Armando Bicot getting what four shots off. Bacot. And now he's wearing Santa suit. And I mean, this is, I'm just I'm happy. I'm so happy. Good. You should be. UK fans should be. Uh, I, I was going to probably go A, but I can split the difference between two of you all and just do A-. minus. The Kansas game, UK should have won. And, and credit to Kansas true. for pulling it out. And That's discredit true. to UK for kind of collapsing late or not doing enough to close that game out. And then the UNC Wilmington loss is bad. But you can make a case that North Carolina game was UK's first game at full strength, and it really wasn't full strength. You don't have Big Z back which I don't think that really changes like the recipe of what UK is going to be most likely. I don't think like you get Big Z back and it takes this thing to a whole another level. But UNC, for all intents and purposes, first game back, you win. And you dominate start to finish. You lead the entire game besides UNC taking the lead for like 10 seconds. And then you took the lead right back. Mm-hmm. That's that's showing growth in, in real time. Mm-hmm. Which, as I... I forget what show, but Cal had the benefit of the doubt for the longest time. He kind of lost a lot of that rope from fans, but we're we're seeing the the steady growth of this young basketball team. It's it's fun. Yeah, it's a lot it, of fun. We're having fun. It is a lot of fun. I so I, I'd go a minus, and then the UNC Wilmington loss was bad. There's no mistake about it. But you didn't have DJ Wagner, and you really feel like if you. If just one of those two games go differently, not even necessarily both of them, although both could easily. Like, you know, I think if UK is at full strength, I think they're undefeated. If they start the season at full strength, I think they're undefeated, and I think they're a top-four team. And that's so, not – and you and you shouldn't be scolded or called an idiot for any of that, you know? Yeah, no, I'd that, like that, – that's, that's like a reasonable – That's not a hot take. Exactly. Do I think that, like, if they've got Bradshaw, who's practicing in July, August, and September, that he's ready to go and they can beat Kansas? Absolutely. And then if they're healthy against UNC Wilmington, you probably don't lose that game. Still a bad loss, though. Make no mistake about it. So I'm going A-. minus. I think it's been a good start to the season. They've got, in the out-of-conference, Louisville, Illinois State, and Gonzaga. Assuming they win those three games, and I think they should, then I would probably go just a flat A in the out-of-conference, all things considered. Not an A+, because the UNC-Wilmington game. But, yeah, two losses, all those wins. I'd I, I would go I'd go solid A if that happens. But you still have to beat Louisville, have to beat Illinois State, and then that Gonzaga game. Later. They got to they smack Gonzaga. They do. They got to smack That needs to be good. kind of like that Miami game. Just beat the snot out of them. Good question, John. Art Donovan of the Colts had a great story of the exhibition game at the fairgrounds. They used the field for the livestock show and there was cow manure on the field since the old lineman can't move he would flick cow dung at the offensive lineman <laughs> that is a great story oh man that's yeah. awesome thanks for sending that they, in, they, could, they couldn't scoop all the poop off Sounds like you're like just like fairgrounds louisville story <laughs> i, I mean, believe every second of it yeah, it's, it's like you know we could just pick it up i mean when I go out in the backyard with my kids, I got to get the, the shovel out and get the dog poop out. <laughs> I couldn't do that for the guys playing the football game. No. Come on. You know the budget. It only made $18,000. Uh, no, that was the bowl game. This is the NFL exhibitions. All right. Let's take our first break. Come back. Hey, I got I got some coffee in me. We're back. We've got a fun text line. Keep them coming. 502-414-1450. And then we'll need to talk a little bit about what Calipari said yesterday. It is National Signing Day tomorrow on football. We'll get to some of that as well. Uh, And then some interesting news in the sports world altogether. It's going to be a fun KRC. Don't Mm. go anywhere. This is Roll Call on the Big O. 
had a very shiny nose And if you ever saw it You would even say it glows All of the other reindeer Used to laugh and call him names They never let poor Rudolph Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call That's as good as money, sir Those are IOUs Go ahead and add it up Every cent's accounted for Look See this? That's a car 275,000 Might want to hang on to that one Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 on the AM dial. If one isn't sounding as good when you're driving throughout Jefferson County and the surrounding counties, just try the other one. Welcome back. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Roush, did you like the new art for the studio? I loved it. It, um, it was, It's really inspirational. Can you describe it for for everybody? Well, I, I brought it in. We're doing the move to the new office, and I thought, you know what this this would be better in the studio than my office. It's it's uh, rather large, um, about the size of a television, um, almost as tall as the foam that we have on the walls here in the studio. A uh, couple couple feet, large poster at the top. It just says in big block letters, leadership. And like so many posters we saw in the 90s, mm-hmm. it defines what a leader is. With the, like, the actual definition, says how to pronounce it, lead, er, uh-huh. it's a noun. Yep. <laughs> One who acts as a guide or commander is part of the definition. I can't read all of it. And um, that commander is one Brett Favre holding yep. two fingers up in the air, number one. Is he wearing Wranglers? No, he's, no, he's, he's on, on the field. He's at it's, Lambeau. He looks like he just scored another touchdown pass. And just got another check for Southern Miss Volleyball to just get a new gym. Sent another from the state's welfare department. picture yeah. to an unwanted staffer. <laughs> did that happen? Uh, Buddy, did. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. did. It was like back when texting was kind of new. He, 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 it was an accident. He didn't know any better. He didn't mean to send a picture <laughs> of his junk to the trainer. He had a little Deshaun Watson to him before Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Um, not nearly to the scale, but yeah, no, it's a, that, that picture Roush has hung in my room or my office since, uh, probably like 99. No joke. I love it. Great year. (laughs) So it's been, it's been, it's been around for a very, very long time. I think it's found its new home here at the sports studio. I like to think Mike Rutherford and John Spears, they could be doing a show in this very studio, could be having a rough day, Scoots, feel like they don't have a lot to talk about. Look up. You know what? I need to be a leader of my radio show. And they'll look at that Brett Favre picture, and they'll be inspired, and they'll finish their their, their show strongly. So, well, if Rutherford wants to be a leader for his show, it's going to start with him doing a show. Oh! oh! <laughs> he couldn't help it that Western Kentucky was playing yesterday. Oh, is that what it was? That's why they didn't have a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. I take that back then. No, no, it's already out there. <laughs> it is true. He's going to probably need to to do some shows. Same with Spears. He's out all week. Ugh. Sucks. You could do the show, Scoots. Yes, we, yeah. we had this conversation. We talked about it. At- I, I tried to talk Tony into coming in. I was like, Tony, if you want to come in a couple days, we can do a show together. I don't think he was keen on the idea. It's Kentucky Louisville week? He didn't want to talk took ball? 
Maybe I'll talk him into coming in Thursday. I would like to know what a, a scooter show would be. Scooter on sports. Nonsense. Just have the text line open. I'll just text in. I did a couple uh, like remote broadcasts from Valley View Golf Course and Woodview Golf Course. Oh. Those were our shows by myself. Talking golf. Uh, one of them was the day of Indiana-Louisville football game. So that was the majority of what we talked about on that one. But yeah, low golf. Roush, anything that Cal said last night that uh, that stood out to you? Uh, I actually left my torch and pitchfork at home. Mm. Um, really, my biggest takeaway is that a I just I did put the show on for a little bit, but I was just like, ah, okay, I'm good. I'm I'm good right now. He's in a good mood. He he uh, is you know, in a good mood. Gets- I I turned it on the part too where he said something along the lines of like. I don't talk down at fans. Now I will talk down at media. Um, and it was like. No, oh, I missed that part. Yeah. It's like. Do you need to do that? I don't think he does talk down to fans or media. I've never felt talked down to. Well, he did ask. There was something about like. He, he said something really snarky to Tyler one time. Like while she was covering the team in London. Like, did you watch the game or something like that? And it's like. she's in I, re- I remember when that happened. Yeah. Everybody freaked out. It was like, dude. Like it feels a little, a little personal there for no reason. Um, but um, yeah, I just, I, he's feeling himself. I, I mostly just enjoyed him wanting to say something, and then they had a hard out, and he just threw his headset off and walked out. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, I did. That was that, that amused me. Yeah, he he it does kind of what Cal does, and I I I understand it as a coach. Like when everybody's kind of buzzing about one person, he'll throw a little water there, and then when people are kind of down about somebody else he'll try to pump them up Justin Edwards was the person that he's kind of pumping up as you could probably anticipate Mm -hmm. and I do feel like we were a little tough on Edwards yesterday and it wasn't really even the intent my point was you just have other players that are playing better Edwards can come along whenever he's good and ready but it is true that like he did provide some nice moments for UK in that UNC game he hit a couple shots that UK needed and Again, other people were just playing better. It wasn't even so much necessarily a Justin Edwards thing. And when I finished the show yesterday, that's really what I wanted my sentiment to be, is that it isn't necessarily an indictment on Edwards, bust, not bust, underwhelming up to this point, whatever you want to use to describe him, that can be your opinion. I just think he's a player that's taking a little bit more time than some of these other freshmen are taking. And because UK's so deep, you you don't have to kind of put – force through the mistakes or push through the issues, at least not in good games or in big games with Justin Edwards. But he still does a lot of really nice things. He's still a really good player. I do agree with Cal that you would think from a defensive potential standpoint, he should be up there near the top. Mm -hmm. Cal says maybe the best. I don't know if I'd agree with that. But near the top, you would think. And then Roush, he misses his jumpers a lot, which is frustrating, especially on the outside shots. But on those like pull-up 18, 15-footers, that is a professional basketball player jump shot. He elevates so high on his yeah. jumpers that you cannot like he's getting a clean look as much as he wants it. He's he got a great release point. He just needs yes, amazing release point. He just needs to start 
being a little bit more consistent with it. Because you're going to get that shot off. You don't have to worry about that shot getting altered. You don't have to worry about that shot getting blocked. You're elevating above everybody else. You're almost like shooting the ball at like eye level with the rim, Roush. It was just something a short person like myself couldn't even fathom doing. And that is a professional release point. Just needs to get more consistent making it. The whole eight-footer is working well yeah. for him right now. And, and stick with that. And he'll be – I do agree with Cal. I think in time he'll be fine. It's just you don't have to force the issue because – you're so set at that position right now. I just wonder when the when it's going to come on, and and also when you're that athletic and you're that skilled. For me, defense becomes a an effort thing. I know some of it is gained experience, being able to know their next step, their next move before they're going to take it. But for a lot of it, it's just busting your ass and beating guys to a spot. So, like, during this portion where the offense isn't great, show me some some strides defensively, please. Like, to where you're giving Cal a reason to play. Because if you play defense, Cal will play. Like, he will prioritize that. Sometimes at the frustration of fans offensively. Exactly. So, like... And I agree with the prioritization of defense. Like, I think that carries – I mean, more often than not, you see a really, really good defensive team win the national championship than, like, an elite offensive and team. And he can be – That's a fact. He can he can do that. Like, he has the, the athleticism to separate himself from the everybody on that team. He can potentially do what nobody else can do on this team. So, yep. like – in time, I think he'll get yeah. there, but yeah. yeah. No, that's well said, um, and I, I agree with that. I just felt like we were a little tough on Edwards, but uh, I was nice to see Cal say some some positive words we're, about him. He'll be all right in time. Yeah. In most and, places, and, he's a starter. And but. I think we kind of mentioned it yesterday, but like the good thing is, is like one guy has a bad game, you almost have an interchangeable part for every position. For his, it's the Duthiera, right? For point guards, we saw against UNC Wilmington, hard to replace DJ Wagner, but... In a pinch, uh, DJ's not playing well. All right, Reed. All right, Rob. You know, hey, Reeves isn't shooting well. All right, you other guys, you shoot well. Got a you go now as another seven footer for Bradshaw. Right, like there's trivia, get, trivia get Tuesday. Oh, okay. And still maybe we get big, big Z too. All right, trivia Tuesday. Scoots and Roush are working together here. Okay. I need you all to. I want to stop. Want you all to stop when you get there. Name the players averaging more minutes per game than Justin Edwards. Hopefully, Roush isn't looking. If you are, I'm not look looking. away. Name the ones averaging more yeah, minutes. Yeah, who is per- averaging more minutes per game than Justin Edwards? Uh, I'm going to start with DJ, Mr. DJ Scoots. is. That's one. You got one. I'm going to go with Reed. Reed is one. You got one. He's uh, only averaging a minute and four seconds more. Really? Yeah, but he is above, and DJ is above as well. Um. Uh... There's two. You need two more. Uh, you need two more. I think it would be Reeves. Reeves is on there. Yeah, he's, right. uh, I got the last. He's one. second most on the team in minutes. Reeves is and Scoots. Who you got for first? Uh, it's got to be Trey Mitchell. Boom! Y'all killed wow. it. Y'all killed it. Now the question is, how many minutes do you think Edwards is averaging? Oh. Forty minutes in a game. Twenty. I was gonna go with three and a half. I was gonna go with twenty-one and a half. So let's go twenty-two and a half. Twenty-five. Wow. So he's still getting a ton of opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, Edward or Shepard, just about a minute more. The arrow, just about a minute less. 
but you can kind of see the arrow starting to creep up. Edwards averaging about two minutes per game more than Dillingham, which I think most fans would totally disagree with. Also, Bradshaw right now, 21 minutes per game. That number is only going to go up the more he plays. He's he can stay out of foul trouble. He's only played three games. So, Justin, it's not like Justin Edwards has been buried on the bench or anything like that. It's not like he's going to get any opportunity. He's still the starter, right? Like, he still is the guy starting the games. Um, but his minutes have decreased. In the pin game, only 14. In the UNC game, only 13. It's just something to to monitor moving forward. And weirdly, uh, man. Can we? Now I'm actually kind of starting to look at some trends here, and it's like, oh, okay. Like that Marshall game, he only played 21 minutes. Can we think of some other guys who took a little bit to, for that light bulb to come on? Bam comes to mind, but I don't I don't remember if it was this bad, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I, I would almost feel like I need to see the the numbers in front of me. Because a lot of those guys, you do no. you do overlook their early struggles because of how they performed down the stretch. Yeah, but I and do then, remember specifically Bam being underwhelming initially. I remember Jones early on being like a little frustrating, but I think he had like a twenty eight point game in like November or something like that. And we, so, did, so, we just so, haven't so, had that that one. Yeah. Big point explosion. That's the thing is like there have been freshmen under Cal that have struggled for sure, but sometimes some of them have had like these huge games where it's like, yeah, he's struggling, but we we saw it from him there. He flashed, yeah. You don't have like Justin Edwards has just been consistent, and he's really not been like it. Almost seems like Chris Livingston and just a differently shaped body almost, where it's like, ah, you see something really nice, let's yeah. get more of it, and then it's like, eh, actually, it's a miss, another miss jumper, another this or that, but. But I, I, we're all on the same page here. We like right. Edwards. He's going to be important. It just just dunk. Just just get your dunks in. If you get your dunks in, I mean, you know. Livingston's a great comparison. It just kind of seems like I, another Livingston. I, I hope yeah. that's not the case, though. Uh, but, but Livingston, the issue was, and you started to see him turn it on a little bit more later in the season, but even then it was like, gosh, just have a dominant game. Go win a game for Kentucky. I think Edwards can. I think I think where Livingston maybe fell a little short, he will uh, he'll step up. We're going to talk a little Christmas movies when we return for hour number two. Scoots, I know how much you always love that. Oh, it's your favorite. Yeah, I've seen maybe six of them. Good. <laughs> uh, we can get a text in here. we got about a 40 seconds before we head to our daily double break. A texter says, Rob's every game is personal to me is such a great quote. We're extremely back, says one texter. Oh, South Georgia Wildcat tweeted in too. He actually has footage of Brock Vandegrift holding up the boombox. For Jamin Dumas Johnson. South Georgia Wildcat. I love your photoshops. They're so simplistic, but so great. And then we also posted the new art in the studio on the Kentucky Roll Call Instagram page. Hour number one is finito. Done. And we've got a whole another hour. We're going to get to the text line, which we did not finish yesterday. And then we're going to need to talk a little more football, a little bit more basketball, and then some Christmas Christmas-themed things that you all are going to enjoy. So this is KRC on the Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, hour number two coming up next. Was a jolly happy soul With a corncob pipe and a button nose Eyes made out of coal Frosty the snowman Is a fairy tale, they say He was made of snow But the children know That he came to life one day there must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found. For when they placed it on his... Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! 
Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Raj. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call on Roll Big X Sports call. Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rush, Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning. It is chilly. I think it's going to get a little warmer today. That snow was cool yesterday. I didn't, it was more than I thought it was going to be. None of it stuck at all, but it was driving around scoots at the new office. Kind of felt like Christmas yesterday. You know, I, you all know me. I, I hate the cold. I'm not big on snow. But yesterday I was looking out the window pretty frequently and thinking, you know, this is kind of beautiful. So maybe, maybe I've turned a corner on the whole snow thing. Well, it was a little bit um, – it's a little bit more treacherous in Lexington. Like, th- they were having much more of the thunder snow, where mm-hmm. I'm looking out the window like, oh, how, how bad is it going to get? <laughs> right? Like, that, that wind hits you. And something, too, about UK's campus, it is the windiest. It's it's so windy. Just want to knock you down. Did and, the snow stick on the roads there, Ralph? Uh, not a ton. Okay. Uh, it was in all of the grassy kind of areas. It was also weird because... At times, it looked like it looked like if you busted open a beanbag chair, like the snow. It was like snow pellets. Mm-hmm. Um, very unusual, but yeah, the, the roads ended up not being that bad. It was just you had about you know thirty forty five minutes where some gnarly gusts blowing in. But um, yeah, suck it to UK's campus for being so windy. I don't know how they made it that windy, but it is. Whew, so knock a- you down. aside from the snow yesterday, also one there was one other thing I was watching out my window at. So, one day last week when I go to come here, there is a raccoon laying in the road right in front of our house. Oh, uh, plain dead. That's what they do. No, so he was actually dead. Oh. So, a couple days later, raccoon's gone. And I'm like, what happened to the raccoon? Come to find out, it had rolled off the road into the ditch in front of our house. Not dead. So, no, it was dead. So, well, zombie at- raccoon. Yesterday, it was probably about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. I see like a buzzard land in my front yard. And it's it's on top of the hill, down on top of the where the, the valley is, where the raccoon was laying. Next thing I know, there are at least 30 buzzards around my yard. In my yard, sitting in the tree, it was eerie. So eerie to the point that I saw two different people stop on the road and take a picture or video of these buzzards because there were so many. It was freaky. But they picked that raccoon clean. There was nothing left of it. Nothing. Good old-fashioned turkey vultures. Yeah, it was. They were They were crazy. You don't realize how big they are until you're that close to them, and it's like, whoa, these things are massive. To our KRC listeners, you will not be getting that time back from that story. Well, sorry to waste your time. That belongs to us. <laughs> And you're not getting it back. Pretty pretty wild Monday, huh, Scoot? It was, yeah. <laughs> what else is going on in Pekin? A lot of, lot of window watching <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> yeah, the snow is super beautiful, but I watched turkey vultures pick this that, dead I, raccoon I mean, this was, clean. <laughs> <laughs> this, well, that was the thing. I couldn't see the raccoon because it was down in the valley. So I, all I could see is the buzzards, and they were running each other off. And I mean, that was a good chunk of my day yesterday probably hour and a half two hours spent on that uh, everything okay everything <laughs> okay at home this is normally Scoots's when i recipe watch, for wellness watch when i watch turkey vultures go to town i'm usually in a bad place i mean not always <laughs> 
Not always, but most of the time, I'm, I'm seasonal depression. Watch the turkey vultures eat a dead animal. I told you all I was feeling a little a off. Movie. Oh, Scooch, you're just such a gym. Oh man, a texter jumping ahead on the text line. The Patterson office tower wind tunnel may as well be astronaut training. That's so true. I mean, because Kroger, I, I put out that Kroger Field right outside of it's the windiest when you're walking to the football facility. But when they brought up the the Patterson office, because it's a very small, just a little area, and yeah, it like I, I, I imagine told- those are the wind tunnels that they use for cars, right? When they're Studying their aerodynamics. I once saw a little freshman Kyle girl just blow away by the pot tower. <laughs> and I don't think she ever came down. I think she's still to this day kind of flying around like the weather balloon, just flying around the country. They had to shoot her down <laughs> <laughs> over the Atlantic. Oh, go to Salsaritas. <laughs> it's cold outside. You'll get warmed up with their creamy, hot queso. Two locations in Louisville. I checked out the food options around me by the new Middletown office. The Salsaritas really does reign supreme. There's a ton of options, but I just couldn't help but be like, man, I'm going to be going to that drive through Salsaritas in Middletown frequently. And if you go to the one in Middletown on Shelbyville Road or the one in St. Matthews off Hubbard's, after 6 p.m., you'll get double points. Make sure you're downloading that Salsaritas app, and it ain't too late for your holiday parties. Maybe something happened. You thought you had some food options lined up. The, they're not they're not available anymore. Salsaritas will take care of you. Uh, you don't need to give them six weeks heads up or anything like that. I think just a, a little over 24 hours, and they'll get you taken care of. You can do it all online on that app, so make sure you're downloading it. Check out Salsaritas today. Okay. Scoots, do you like Christmas vacation? I do. Mm-hmm. Do you know Nicolette Scorsese will be 70 in a couple weeks? I don't know if I know who that is. She's the woman that is selling the oh, the under the, the, the under high. Uh, yeah, she's got you, a high cut. You can't see mm. the line, Russ. Yep. I got you. Seventy, huh? What is that? How does that make? I also didn't know. Maybe I mean, the I movie knew, was made in the eighties. So. Maybe I knew, but forgot. I didn't realize she was like in the daydream with the pool. I didn't know that she was yeah, the woman yeah, that she's, was uh, on right. the diving board. Mm-hmm. And then is she the woman that's also like when in the other vacations movies when he's driving? That's uh, looks- Cindy Crawford. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, turn, that was. Turn the, 70. You know, that was the number one Christmas movie the year I was born, 1989. It would check out. That would check out. Well, now I want to know what num- my Christmas movie I was reading an article the other day. What were you, 91? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. All I want for we Christmas. Been- All I want for Christmas. Yeah, there you go. Oh, uh, was it Home Alone? Home Alone home- 2, I think, was 92. Okay. Makes sense. But 70 years old, do you think she still has it, Scoots? Um, by my standards, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, she, she was alive for 9-11, so that's all that matters to you. <laughs> Bev D'Angelo, she was, uh, I turned on, I was on Amazon, and they had, uh, uh, I, I think it's called Violent Night. It's where David Harbour, the guy from Stranger Things, plays Santa, and it's like action movie Santa where he's the hero. And Bev D'Angelo was in. I was like, I think that's her. She um, she's had some some work done. Um, she's in that movie. I, I did admittedly uh, fall asleep watching. It. So not right right before it was starting to get fun too. When they were gonna start like saying yeah. to start kicking ass. Well, so gotta, I need to go back and watch. Yeah. It. By the way, I'm getting word from my mom that it was not Cindy Crawford. It was Christy Brinkley, the girl in the car. Ah, 
Got it mixed up. Chrissy Brinkley still, uh, she still got it. Nicolette still got it too. Just saw an older picture of her, well, or a newer picture, I guess. Yeah, we we need new picture. We yeah. know what the old pictures yeah. look like. She definitely had it. Yeah, she still got it. That is for sure. She did have it. She still does have it. Oh yeah. Has she had a lot of work done? Uh, haven't they all? That's part of an issue. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I I guess she still has it. She doesn't have like the duck lips though, so I can I can work with it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it like she looks good, but it looks semi unnatural. I guess. I mean, she's seventy. Yeah, she's got like a little bit of a Nancy Pelosi look to her. <laughs> I'm out. Out. <laughs> yeah, you say that, and you're yeah, you're right. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. A texter says one point oh two points per possession was Carolina's lowest of the season. For the we are who we are defensively, folks. I thought it was a solid defensive game, especially late for UK. And one of the things you have to ask yourself is like, how many buckets came easy for North Carolina? Ryan had a few more open threes than I would have liked. There, there was a there was one in particular I remember where Rob just sprinted at him and pump fake got him and it was wide open look, yeah. but I think he missed it. Um, so like you know, there was a couple open outside shots, but inside, uh, just n- not a lot came easy. I thought again, they put up eighty three points. Defense is going to get better. It should improve in some degree, but they're just now getting healthy. Uh, the point per pers- possession stuff is interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sending that in. The Kentucky game was nothing short of pure entertainment. The hostility, the intensity, and the intensity of the game was off the charts. Supposedly a big fight in the stands. Ralph, did you see that? Or hear about that? I did not, no. I think Maggie Davis was saying, like, there's a huge brawl and people were getting thrown out and whatnot. Well, where's the video? It's a good question. There's there's always a video. Let's, I just don't understand, like, the people that are looking to get in huge brawls at sporting events. Like, I get things can happen, you know. I don't think they go in looking for a brawl. Just well, somebody so, says something some people, that kind of gets them. Uh, some yeah, people do go in. I do, because, I mean, that's like the, the hooligan mindset, mm-hmm. right? Where you just kind of... Now over there, it was much more purposeful. I mean, they were like actively like, "Oh, let's let's flip a coin. Are we going to get a fight today or not?" Um, but I do think there is some of that mentality, and I don't know why sporting events. Why is that the place? Like, a lot of testosterone, a lot of alcohol. But do, and do we just a lot of like they're putting on for their city, and I'm going to put on for mine. But but why is that setting though different than a like, sports bar or something? Like why do people think it's acceptable there? Just because the there's more factory. people there? Yeah, like that like, guy over there. Oh, he's on his fourth beer. I'll get on my fourth. Like no, it's just the nature of competition. It just hmm. brings the juices out of people for all the wrong reasons. Keep your juices inside. <laughs> Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. The Thornton's text line got uh, some good games. Ba- college basketball games tonight. That only the one bowl game that we told you to bet the over on this evening. Uh, but Big East play today, which is fun. UConn Seton Hall. UConn will win that one without issue. Villanova at Creighton, a good one as well. And then Marquette. Uh, th- those are tomorrow, by the way. I don't know why it flipped on me. I'm sorry. Those are the games tomorrow. Marquette Providence was the one I was most excited about. I also did that one's at Providence, and then Virginia Memphis. That's not Big East, but I tried to do the thing last night. I was like, you know, it's halftime this game. I'll put some college basketball on, try to get my mind right for it. You know, mm-hmm. there's there no good games last night. Zero. Yeah, absolutely. Virginia not. Memphis is a good one. I, I like Memphis there. Uh, 
Then you got Marquette Providence. We'll see what Bryce Hopkins has. They're four-and-a-half-point dogs at home. Who'd Memphis beat this weekend? They beat Clemson. That's right, yeah. And uh, I got the spread at two, but my friends didn't get in until like two-and-a-half or three, and they won by two. I was surprised to see Memphis favored there. When I was looking at the lines on Saturday morning, I almost threw Clemson in my parlay. Uh, well, if you would have gotten it at the right time, you would have won. I, I thought Memphis was going to cruise, and if they hit some free throws, they do cruise. That that they kind of blew that one from the free throw line. I think they'll cruise tonight. Actually, I'm going to yeah, going to throw some money on that game. Virginia, if they play a team that I mean, they've only got one loss, which is shocking to me because I feel like they've been down in so many games, but. <laughs> Their one loss was the 64-41 to 41 Wisconsin loss when Locke said, our offense, or our defense, you just can't trust them this year. Their offense scored 41 points, and he was complaining about their, their defense. Uh, yeah, they barely beat Northeastern. I think they're, they're due for a big beatdown tonight. What's the latest in the L media scene? I feel like there's always something going on there. Um, I, Kenny Payne's still the coach. He's obviously going to be the coach for the UK game on Thursday, which is rapidly approaching. Rick Bozich is really putting his like legacy on the line for the last days of the Kenny Payne era, which is a weird, weird move for mm-hmm. a Hall of Fame journalist. Uh, but, yeah, so things relatively quiet on that front. They're doing a red out for the game on Thursday, which kind of makes me sad that they're even advertising for that. Uh, requesting their students to to wear red in the red out. So the student section will be red. I don't think the student section is going to be all that full of Cardinals. So it's going to be a blue out. P. Diddy, are you going to the game on Saturday? He's not listening. He's not a company man anymore. He listened yesterday. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, he's texting us, telling us how much he hated your guts. <laughs> Suck it, P. Diddy. I'm kidding. Uh, but, yeah, so that, they, they know who their coach is going to be. And then after that, who knows what what will happen there? But um, I, people forget too that school is not in session. So even if you had, I mean, we know that Louisville's a commuter school, right? Like it's not really you don't have yeah, suck it cards. Um, but yeah, you you don't even have that in play either. They did get good news on the football field, Roush. We got a cat to a card. Yep, Isaiah Cummings. Which I think you referenced or at least alluded to. I mean, everybody knew that they were yeah, they were yeah. going to be a possibility there. Uh, it did happen. Should we be mad? Should we call him a traitor? T R A D E R. No. Um, he did trade from one team to another. That's true. He is he, a he, trader. He's trading <laughs> uniforms. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, good for him. Um, it's a little. I'll say this. Yeah, I'll say this. I was disappointed with like some of the UK, some of the people I like on Twitter had a semi embarrassing reaction when the Wade twins committed to Colorado. I didn't see as much of it with Cummings. I saw like just a few random anonymous, like no profile picture, say silly things. Bad on the Wades, good on the Cummings. Best of luck to all of them, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. The, the Colorado thing with the Wades was just like, Wait, so you have to go play? So you're going to play at a school where the coach's know, kid if, if, is a Heisman Trophy 
candidate at quarterback. And you've like got that. quotes being like, you backup quarterbacks aren't here to compete. You're here to help the starter. <laughs> I know. Like like it's like, what? But what? it's very easy what the Wades would say to that. Like, I, I don't even know the Wades. I've never spoken with them at all. But what they would say is, it's not about starting. It was about the promises that were made. The opportunities that were promised weren't delivered upon. And, he, and, and Coach Sanders has been nothing but straight up with us about what to expect. That's what they'd say. Yeah, they'd say it's not about playing time; it's well, about the promises that were I always, made to us. I always, I always, like I, I never met their dad. Um, he was the one with those outlandish quotes. Whenever I talked with the kids, both on and off the record, quiet, well to do, just kind of go about their business, like just very matter of fact. So heavy, like I just, I just can't imagine like what was going through their mind when they saw their dad comments about it like, i i really can't because that, that's so it. they probably liked it would be my may, maybe maybe they've they've come to they've i mean i'm sure they're used to it by now they have to be and you know what maybe that's how they operate he does the talking for them because they don't they aren't big talkers but nevertheless um yeah that was a little bit of music but for isaiah cummings the part that i like i initially told that was told they weren't interested because he was kind of Hey, I'll be your guy, and they were like, "Uh, we're we're getting more than one tight end." And then he was like, "Okay, well, I'll be one of your tight ends." And so they actually got three now from the portal. Um, if Cummings just has to be better than Joey Gatewood, then he's going to play a lot. Therefore, so it was funny though yesterday, TJ, because we had a, a bowl prep uh, media opportunity, and Brendan Bates was there, and Bates has had half of his career before the portal and half of it after. And he's like, man, this is, this is crazier than I, I mean, I, it's, it's hard to imagine. Um, and we were like, are you ever surprised? And he's like, you're actually kind of always surprised. Even if, you know, you form a close bond with these guys. So when they go to the portal, you're always kind of shocked, but you know, Jordan Dingle in their room, he was like, yeah, uh, you know, Vince, uh, kind of was straight up forward with this and you kind of just wish him the luck, wish him the best and um, wherever he goes next. And then when he says he's coming back, you're like, awesome. You're back. This is great. So it, it's, it's gotta, even though they kind of downplay it and it's just like, this is the times we're living in now, TJ, it is a, it's still gotta be weird for guys to be like going into the portal, but then coming back out. You had two in a week. Do that at UK. Yeah, I don't think it's that weird, but um, I, I like it when when it's players that UK wants and they come back to Kentucky. Uh, the coming stuff to U of L, it is what it is. Yeah, he'll do fine. And here's the thing: it's not for a lack of opportunity at Kentucky. He got him right. I and admittedly then he, don't want him to dominate, and he won't. He's a fine player, like, but he got maybe put in the doghouse prematurely by Rich Scangarello. Um, and then this year they gave him opportunities early in the year. He dropped a big potential play, but you know what? He came up big against the level and the week before against South Carolina, when guys got injured, they put him back in the rotation. He performed well. And that is one thing you got to credit him when his number was called. They had Keaton Upshaw get injured. They're down tight ends. He moves to tight end. He plays well. He was awesome. That 2021 team. And even though he's not in, in his career at Kentucky, like you can't, he played a big role for that 10 win team. So you got to tip your cap to him, thank him for what he did. And you know what? The way that college football operates now, 
They got all American in Kamari Anderson coming up that needs to play. Like it so Isaiah, good luck next year. Yep. Um we'll see you at Kroger Field and um yeah. See you there. Bates was also it was to the point where he wasn't going to talk trash to him. He's like, I kinda want to do well, but you know, not that one game. Yeah, he can everybody's just trying to catch Spencer Foy's piece of history. Switching sides in the rivalry and getting the Governor's Cup on both of sides. Spencer Foy? Mm-hmm. Never heard that name in my life. He was a walk-on. That's why. Never heard of that name. Oh, is he a St. X kid that you know? Uh, he was. Yeah. But he played, okay. at, he played at UofL and UK. Okay, that doesn't count. Marvin Stone's the, the only uh, – that's the only big it's one. It's not true. So, I mean, Spencer got to hold the – guy. he's got a picture with the Governor's Cup and a UofL jersey. He's got a picture in the Governor's Cup and a UK jersey. Name somebody else that has that. Suck it. He's a walk-on. It doesn't count. Name Sorry, Spencer. You do not count. That's pretty awesome. Uh, the Courier-Journal even did an article on him. Is there, but are there any other notable transfers? I know like Eric I, Shelton was from Lexington, played at Louisville. Kyle Bowen. Suck it, Kyle Bowen. Um, Trevor always thinks that I hate Kyle Bowen because of you. No, it's it's just me. Yeah, I think he's terrible, yeah. I, I, but I don't. But for me, I... It's it's on behalf of my friends who had to play with him in high school. That's that's really where a lot of it originates. So he cost them uh, a playoff. Like they lost their last game of their high school career because of his mistake. Ooh. Yeah. So yeah. It, P- people don't forget though. No, you don't. You can't remember. Kind of like a guy I played basketball with, a sophomore, all a classic state championship game. It's a three point game. I've been scoring a lot. He pulls from forty, airballs it, game over. Like hey, sophomore idiot, what are you doing? That was what Kyle Bowen was for them. What was his name? Uh, Brandon Brooks, who's wow. actually ended up being <laughs> he ended up being a pretty pretty good player. But man, still uh, still getting friendly debates with my high school coach over Brandon Brooks. Graduated with Brandon play. Brooks. He's he's a good ball player, but just that. One, why'd you take that shot, Brooks? In why? high school intramurals, we were playing like the top dogs, the football player teams, and we were beating them. Um, and we had a player that like was just going to ice out the game, and he took, like, a 23-footer just wide open. Like, they were going to come foul him. Yeah. Like, he was just wide, so he pulled. <laughs> he, he missed it, and we lost. And uh, we had a buddy on our team who, like, legitimately ended the friendship with that player. <laughs> no, over, like, no, like, no joke. Just, like, ended the friendship with that. And he was, like, a very, like, calm, level-headed guy. But that was too much. He was, like, the captain of the football team for yeah like he was very very put together but after that game he just lit into him they were gonna foul you we had the game won and he never played basketball with us ever again literally never did Lord, this game was electric Saturday, says one texter. Made it to Atlanta, and it did not disappoint. We may have only won by four, but it felt like we were the much better team. A lot of missed open shots that led to transition buckets. What seemed like poor refereeing kept them in it. Cal's tee was absurd. Ref missed a call and doubled down on the awfulness. Let this team continue to build chemistry, and there is no one they can't beat. Go Cats! That's from Artie. Artie, glad you had a good time in Atlanta. Made it home safely. All that good stuff. Yeah, there's not a roster I would I would trade the Cats with. Again, I think UConn's a really, really, really good team. But Purdue, they're going to be, you know, they're good. But I like UK's athleticism there. Kansas, I'd love to play them again. Purdue's guards are definitely going to get them in trouble in the tournament. Agreed. Houston, they're really physical. I don't think that's a dream matchup, but I think Kentucky's just a lot more talented than Houston. Arizona, another tough matchup. They're really good. 
UConn, another tough matchup. They're really good. And then it's Marquette. That would be a fun guard matchup for what it was worth, but mm-hmm. I would take the Cats. Oklahoma, they're better than people think, but I'm not scared of Oklahoma. Tennessee, I'm sure as hell not scared of Tennessee. Ooh, can- Baylor, North Carolina, Creighton, Illinois, Florida Atlantic, Gonzaga. Like, I think Cats are competing against four teams, Roush. I think it's Cats and four teams. Scoots, can you name Oklahoma's head basketball coach? Mm-hmm. Uh, No. Can and you? The thing is, is I had – no idea who it was, and as I was trying to like get the hamster wheels turning, I actually can picture him now. It's like Juan Kruger ain't walking through that door. It's the guy from Loyola Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paris? No. Paris is the South Carolina guy. Who I always forgot his name. Well, not Paris. Um, You're close with the Paris. Think of a P.O. instead of a P.A. Mm. Do you like uh, what kind of beers do you like? You like a draft, oh, my a pale fav- ale, my favorite like a- beer, Roush. Oh, um, yeah, Porter, <laughs> Porter, uh, Porter Moser. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Okay, it, it, I admittedly it was, may have thought it was Porter Moses, but you're right, it is Moser. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, oh wow, good for. Oklahoma. I was going to give you a biblical reference. Glad I didn't go that route. <laughs> glad, glad, glad I went the beer route instead. Yeah, no, he'll. We'll see him in the SEC next year. It's going to mean more. A little too much, maybe. Another texter on the Thornton's text line says, honestly, UNC's lucky that Bradshaw had to sit for most of the second half with foul trouble. That crossed my mind, too. That, like, it's crazy. It's this game's third – it's this dude's third game, and UK is at a disadvantage that he has to go to the bench. Bradshaw's a – You may, I think at the end of the year, is going to be the craziest thing in the world to say, like, Bradshaw's UK's most important player. He's not the best, but he's the most important. I don't think that's a crazy narrative we may have. I still think it'll be Wagner just because he can do yeah, the some end of, things. Yeah, in the game situations. He's just so good at getting into a defense. It's fun oh, that, to watch. That picture of him with his tongue out, too. Mm-hmm. Oh. SEC Dog. freshman of the week? Player yeah. of the, freshman what, what, of the week. Second straight week. week. Yep. Would we be surprised if we're saying at the end of the year that he's Kentucky's best player? No. Best player? Mm-hmm. No, I wouldn't be surprised with that. Yeah. Uh, I just think I've kind of always thought it was he's got to be, be he's got to start consistently hitting shots more outside. But what he knocked down two uh, Saturday, at least the one. So yeah, he hit two plus threes, and he, that was a that was a bet I was very tempted to make. He can he can knock them down. I just plus think 20. like the games where he's making threes, then good night Nancy, and then the ones where he is missing threes, things may be a little tighter. But hopefully he just won't ever settle for like a bad shooting night, and instead will go press the issue in the interior because he is he's basically like a running back where he needs to get on the court and then he can also finish but he can also pass he's a good player also how do i explain to my six-year-old father that reed is gone after this year he won't listen to me jack pilgrim said nba people have started asking him about reed i mean i don't the, the best the nba wants the best basketball players in the world to play for it and reed is really good like i, I don't i know he's he's white but like he's not just some kid who stands in the corner and shoots threes. He's picking pockets. Uh, I was tweeting that Stoops needs him to play safety next year. Like, dude, his hands are unbelievable. Yeah, like he is. NBA people are going to have a tough time asking you pro UK media about Reed Shepard without <laughs> without them starting to just like rub their chest or like the, oh the look cable guys. the cable guys in South Park. <laughs> um, sorry, wearing my tight pants. I can't talk about Reed today. Can you just call oh, me? Oh man! Six year old third six uh, line. Your sixty year old father is going to be in for a rude awakening, as is anybody tough. really over the probably born before nineteen eighty five is going to have a tough time with the Reed Shepherd. Just go, 
Just go win a national championship. That would be, be that was just the easiest thing here. Yeah. Just like, win, it's, it's easy. Just go win the national championship. Although, uh, back, coming back to Georgia, what yeah. kind of NFL future did he – like, was he going to get drafted? Yeah, but the argument is that this quarterback class, you already know who the top two people are with and Carson Beck and not, Drake May. So you're not – you're probably – Caleb I mean, Williams. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry. Um, but you're – you weren't going to get to that, and the argument is instead of being like maybe not drafted in the first round, you come back and you're a top five pick. Gotcha. That's that's kind of the argument for it. Gotcha. I, I do like – it has crossed my mind, and there's only so much money to go around, and this probably wouldn't like be great news for the football program. But like there is a little part of me is like can somebody – can Reed get 10 to $20 million to play another season at UK? And – Financially, that still isn't a better option than getting no, like a five-year NBA. Mm-hmm. But if you could say, "Hey, Reed, you're going to get ten or twenty million dollars. Like, if something happens to you, you're you, so good. You got some livable money, yeah. and come back for another year, be the face of college basketball, and then be a top five pick because he could be. You know, it's not mm-hmm. impossible that that's that. I think is the only dream weaving scenario is that like somebody's got to open up the nil pockets and say like you you will be making good money at UK similar to what you'd be getting at the NBA just do one more go around but is Reed the same player if he's not surrounded by all the guys he's surrounded by this season? who do you think he's going to be surrounded with next year it's another reload yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. They, I don't know much about the they've, class. They've, they've recruited pretty solidly. It's, yeah, it's going to be another. Players, it's going to yeah. be another good group. And then secondly, like Jordan Burks is going to have a chance to come back. Sometimes I wonder. I, I get worried that Cal over recruits, but like that Burke should be coming back. Adu, I think, has a possibility to be coming back potentially. Who else in the backcourt? I don't. Re- think- really, a lot of what it comes down to is you, you're not sure about the backcourt, and I think that does. Like to your point, Scoots, it does help that they have good guards for spacing. Let like, Reed just be the the point guard. I, I'm, I'm. But, am but I, am what I it all comes down to though, six year old father. What, what is what does Jeff do for a living? What does he do? For He's a, a financial advisor. You think financial advisor is going to like all the more reason? Look at objectively. You know and be what he like, does yeah, for a living. He bleeds blue for a living. <laughs> I do think there's like a sense. You see all these cute pictures of like him being a Kentucky jersey when he's four and all that stuff. Like the biggest, the biggest. You thing really want to give it up once you say you're done with it. You can't have it back. Like reading Tyler's story and reading some of these other stories, I don't want to say that there's a naivete there, but there is very much a like. Like, would he want to be ready to move on from a maturity standpoint? Like, if that's all he ever wanted, why would he want to just go for one year and then live the NBA life? Like, does that is that really what he wants? It'd be like that—that's that, I think the the X factor there. But from a talent and production standpoint, he's going to be, yeah, Reed Shepard. The the mock draft yesterday, they had five cats in the first round. Like, that's what you're dealing with, and that's why you're able to beat teams like North Carolina. Reed just rips a huge fart at the Christmas dinner table. That's that's Jeff's boy, but he actually got that from Stacy. <laughs> Let's go to our last break. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Mr. Grinch, you're a nasty, wasty skunk. Your heart is full of unwashed socks. Your soul is full of gunk. Mr. Grinch. The three words that best describe you are as follows, and I quote, stink, stank, stump. Ah, first one's here. First one's here. First one's here. 
But we're so far away, Clark. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Right, right. And at the end of the day, when the lot's all full and everybody's fighting to get out of here, we'll be the first ones out, too, right? Why? Because we're the Griswolds. <laughs> Go Cats! Billy tweets into the show. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call. On the Reed earning as a pro versus nil, how much of a pay cut do you think Oscar took to go pro? He's probably making about the same. It's probably about close to the same. He's probably making slightly less. But what you'd have to ask yourself is, like, how much fun... And he is with the Pacers now. He's not really getting minutes. But before that, like, how much fun is it going to empty gyms for the Fort Wayne Mad Ants versus playing Atlanta against North Carolina in the CBS Sports Classic? But this is apples to oranges because Reed would be like a lottery pick. He'd be a top 20 pick. Yes. It wouldn't it, – the money, the, finan, the finances of it night and day. People knew Oscar wasn't going to be a high draft pick. So the money aspect of it made a little bit more sense. He's also making like uh, about $500,000. I think Oscar agent did him a disservice by asking for as much money as they asked to come back to UK. Remember the 8 million number? Was that this year? That was this year. Yeah. I also just don't think like, I think they were all ready to move on. I, I think they were too, but I also think there was a time where UK was like, okay, okay, well, hold on. Like we, or having an, they, Uganda had entered the portal there briefly, you know, and uh, you weren't sure what the deal was with Bradshaw. You had some of the rumors that there was an injury lingering around with him. I do think Kentucky circled back and was like, we're not totally out on this. And then it was the 8 million number, and UK was like, never, never mind. We are actually totally out on this. We're not, we can't do 8 million. So he is probably making a little less money as of today, but if he gets a second con, you know, it's, He's fine. Oscar, nobody's really blaming him for the decision that he made. Secondly, I think Kentucky's still a really, really good team with Oscar Roush. I, I like the setup the Cats have with this. I like this makeup of this roster. Not yeah. putting down anybody else or saying anything about any other yeah. years. I like the makeup of this group. But, it, I mean, hitting the reset button, probably was. Probably was. Uh, let's, right. let's any, go. any big things that we're missing before we get back? Uh, did you see the Dylan Rayola poem? Yeah, I just don't care. I mean, the poem was a good like aspect of something I would it's care very about. Very hilarious. Yeah, yeah, in this whole story. I guess the the commitment aspect of it, I just college football world was going crazy about this. So I must be like missing it. Yeah, the poem was good. I mean, Nebraska got the number one quarterback over Georgia. Like just saying that out loud is big. It's hilarious when you think that like this guy's gonna get he's gonna play for Marcus Satterfield. Let's see how that works out for him. Uh, the poem though. Um, should we should we make Scoots do a dramatic reading of it? It's just kind of long is my only issue. Yeah, it is. A I think maybe just the best part. I'm not reading a poem. What? So fellow Sitting fans night, await with hope in the air for Dylan to choose his purpose to declare. In a weekend's decision, destiny calls to fulfill his purpose where a new dynasty enthralls. Do we think he actually wrote that? Or did No it, shot. Carson Beck, maybe. I could see him writing that because he's a geek, but Rayola, no shot. A little, little different. And that's that's college football. That's college football right there. Biggest recruiting story of the year is announced via poem. Because, <laughs> of course, it is. 
Of course it is. Should we play the Tyler Hansborough clip? I, don't, I mean, we can. Do we want to, though? I mean, Tyler Hansborough is just, we, we discussed it during the long break. The, he wants to be the bad guy. And I, you know what? I liked when he was the bad guy in college basketball. And I think he could be the bad guy in the media, but he clearly just doesn't do his homework at all. Like he just doesn't. Yeah, he fits in pretty well with the rest of the college basketball media in that regard. Yeah, like I, Brandon Ramsey was like, I can't imagine going on a broadcast and not knowing the names of the players on the other team. It's like, well, it's field of 68. So, you know, it's pretty, pretty easy. But um, you said it perfectly. He's like a fun college basketball villain to UK, except he's just not good at it. Yeah, like he could, if he actually cared and wanted to be the bad guy in media, he could be so good at it. But he, you got to put in the work. And I think that's the difference between people who are really successful in this is like they don't understand that. Like, yeah, it, it you got to be on your little blog, boy. But like, you actually have to put in the work. Like, Orlovsky, the reason why he's all over ESPN is because he's grinding the tape and finding the clips to like point out to prove his points and you have the light bulbs go off for the viewers, right? Like you have to, you have to put in the work and, uh, he, I don't, I don't know if I'll do that or not. The what like we had, these aren't like arguments or anything like that, but like sometimes we'll have conversations about like, you know why you're not covering recruiting anymore. Like, why do you feel like you've got to keep up with the sports stuff as much? And it's like, I have a fear like I, I think I've talked about this on the radio show, but like I'd have nightmares about being late to class at St. X because you only had the four minutes and whatnot. <laughs> like I'll have sometimes nightmares of like doing sports media and just like not knowing, like I'll go to talk and like not knowing what I'm saying. It's like a very irrational nightmare. Right, it's right. Like, it's like a dream of like preparation, but I, it's, I just don't want to sound like an idiot. Yep. Or more, you- more than I just do naturally. You know, like right. I don't want to hurt myself. And you know what? I, I've had to learn that, like, hey, I don't, I don't need to like fake like I know South Carolina basketball and can provide you a scouting report for the game. But for the other stuff, that the other stuff matters. Yeah, no, and that's like we don't try to just come in and have hot takes for hot takes' sake. But I've got to keep up with like what's going on in the world of UK sports. If people are listening to us to talk UK sports, I can't just come in here and be like, Scoots. What happened in the UK sports world? <laughs> that wouldn't be good. Wouldn't be good. No, it wouldn't be good. Uh, another texture on the Thornton's text. Kind of like a trip to Hoosier Pleasure Land. I want to know why Nick Not thinks good. Louisville class is bad, why UK fans shouldn't be worried. Well, uh, when was the last time Louisville beat Kentucky? Um, that only carries so much weight, though. No, it does. And you're only going to be able to use that phrase for so much longer. That's what you said a year ago. Um, <laughs> secondly, this, like Louisville has a very specific approach. It's, it works for them in the ACC because as Liam Cohen reminded us, it's a different league, right? You don't, you can be successful without dogs in the trenches and dogs at the corners. The big reason why they didn't reach the heights they wanted to this year, and the big reason why they had the success they did have, they won a lot of one-score games a bunch against like 500 teams, right? Like seven and five teams. There were the teams that were tied with Clemson. Actually, they were ahead of Clemson in the SEC in the ACC standings. They had winning records in conference play, but losing records out of conference play. Two teams went one and three and finished seven and five because the ACC is bad. It's very bad after you get out the top. 
it works for Louisville because they had a bunch of G5 guys who could get open against G5-level secondaries. Once they faced Florida State, Kentucky, Miami, hell, they even got the win against Miami. I know Jamari Thrash, you can point to his injury. Jamari Thrash wasn't getting open against those cornerbacks that were playing press man. Miami, they had a bunch of tight ends catching passes because they just ran uh, they ran mesh routes and had their linebackers covered. Their linebackers weren't athletic enough to stuff them. But, like, those guys, like the South Alabama guy, he's a good player. He's going to have good numbers. He's going to struggle against the, the best of the best, right? And that's, you know, the, I, I think the Alabama kid, that's that's different than their typical mold because a lot of their guys, Kentucky's been recruiting their guys as like, all right, we'll take the guy who is getting uh, recruited over at Georgia and Ohio State. We'll take that guy. Louisville saying, we'll take the very productive group of five guy. And I mentioned it yesterday too. The biggest thing is you're taking a big gamble with Tyler Shook. I it was a big gamble with Plummer, but at least he had one solid year and you knew him from your time at Purdue. This dude hasn't played a full season of college football. Ever. Was he even, like, when was he even that good? Like, that, it's a big gamble with that guy. So, I think for the longest time, and you could you could be right about all that stuff. I think for the longest time when UK started to kind of take this up a notch in the, in the Stoops era, U of L fans just couldn't believe it. They refused to like accept that Kentucky had upgraded talent throughout the program. And their their real sentiment of the rivalry was like they can't keep getting good players. UK football, water's gonna find its level. They're traditionally stink. They're gonna go back to stinking again. And all along I was I loved the strategy from U of L until Brom got there. And really, it was probably Crackthorpe's Crackthorpe's last year. Satterfield's last year. It was probably Satterfield's last year that it was like, folks, let's stop worrying about like UK and their talent level. Let's go try to match their talent. Like we gotta, we gotta bring, we've gotta upgrade our room now too. UK ain't coming back down to us. Let's go try to meet them. And I think they're getting better at it, Roush. I think Adidas started to spend money at the end of the Satterfield era. He never got to coach any of those guys. And then Brom took over with the football commitment from Adidas with this nil pool, and Brom's not a dummy. So he's going to get players that he thinks going to work with a big budget, and they've upgraded the talent. I still think Kentucky's better. I still think Kentucky should. Well, we've got a lot of time to talk about it. I still think Kentucky should win the game in November in Lexington. It's your home field. Take Take advantage of it. But it'd be naive to not think that the talent hasn't been upgraded at U of L, and next year looks like a pretty darn talented team. As much as I hate it, I don't the, want it to um, be the case. The biggest, I'll when, when they start stacking up some good high school recruiting wins in the trenches, and like developing that, that's when you, that's when my red alert's I mean, going to be hit. Besides Florida State, they may have one of the best front seven defenses in the ACC next year. Uh, it's not saying a ton. Man. Like oh okay like Matt well, like Matt like Madden Sanker was their big guy but I don't yeah. know if he's going to be a player or not fair enough and and but you know what though I hope you're right like when we're when we're talking tomorrow and I'm having we're having that show where I'm like half paying attention half the time because a bunch of stuff's happening especially in that first hour like there are is is there's a lot of reasons to be excited but there are a lot of reasons to be concerned because they just can't recruit tackle right now like you have to you have to have better offensive tackles than what Kentucky's been recruiting like then. And when I say then Kentucky's been recruiting, they just don't have any. Don't have any in the portal. Don't have any in the high school ranks. And that is very concerning. Because that, 
that's been the dip. That's been the biggest difference maker in this whole series. It's just up front, right? Like, yes. It's it's Kentucky's been able to bully the hell out of them. They bullied them this year too. I mean, yeah. Tough slide. Text on into the Thornton text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. A texture says, "Wow, Carolina's on a fifty six to fifty run since the Cal technical. This team shares a ball similar to the fourteen fifteen team. Eight players scored seven points or more. Wow, what a bunch of unselfish mfers." Ooh. Kentucky's point three of a point away from seven players in double figures. Edwards is at nine point seven. On top of that, a dude is point three points away from averaging eight. Just unbelievable. The UNC game was the norm. Yeah, I also think that this team, I don't know who it's going to be or when it's going to be. Maybe it'll be Thursday. I, I think Thursday is going to be like a wonky, weird game. I'm not going to put a ton of stock in. I think Kentucky is going to like have a, a some 40-point, maybe like multiple 40-point wins on the horizon. Like I think this, if UK is having a game where like the shots are falling and the other team just kind of waves the white flag, I think you're going to see some like major, major blowouts. Now, granted, you could get some UNC Wilmington-like games where like a team that has no business playing close to Kentucky is hitting some shots, UK is missing, and maybe it's a little closer than it should be. And, and they'll probably drop a game they shouldn't on the road in the SEC. But I think this team has some like blowout potential in a big way. And they're only going to get better the more cohesive they get. Preach, TJ, about the U.K. defense. I see it, too. It's got potential, folks. Don't sleep on it. Good Lord, Indiana fans are sad. You all collapsed at home, and you think it was fun. Yeah, sad. Yeah, a game we never thought we'd be in. So, suck it. I just remember when I used to think they could win those games. I remember when they thought they could win national championships. Glad you all remember it, because I certainly don't. Scoots, Xavier Johnson is not a good basketball player. It was a close game because he wasn't playing. You all have been better since he's been out. He's a six year player for a reason i agree yeah no that texture is absolutely right i started thinking about it after that got sent in yesterday and indiana really has been better with Xavier. they have yeah yeah uh he just bogs things down whatever i'm not a, i'm not huge on him indiana either. plays the night by the way i just figured that out i'm, I'm they excited got it? uh morehead state oh Ooh. let's go golden eagles um did you see uh jared parker Going to Troy, another former Wildcat. Three out of the last four coaches, Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah, were you familiar with him? Yeah, you're more of a football guy. I was not. So he, um, I don't, I, I don't remember playing days, but he was going. He was the interim Purdue coach and was going to get a big job. I forget where, and then got like a DUI. So he he had to kind of climb his way back up. He worked for Neil Brown at Troy, and then oh, he was a GA on that uh, 07 team. He and then this last year he did a good job with Notre Dame's offense. He was their offensive coordinator, um, and so yeah, gotten the, getting the job at Troy to become a head coach. I forget what school it was that he was going to be a, a head coach at. It felt like a decent Purdue, gig. Purdue. Were they going to make he, him the he head? He was one? the interim head coach, and in, in sixteen he had an zero and six record. I think he was on his way to like being at a Mac school or something. Though. Gotcha. Like where he was in a parlay in a head coaching gig and then had his. Legal troubles. Maybe but, um, Cincinnati or East Carolina. On February 22nd, he was arrested and charged with driving under the influence. Because of the arrest, ECU rescinded their offer. Oh, there you go. Okay. East Carolina. That was when East Carolina was a frisky old team. Um, frisky program. They've, they've since the Pirates aren't as fun. Shout out Carolina Steve. Hope he's doing all right. Haven't heard from that guy in a while. Best of luck to... Jared Parker. Steve's a pirate. Uh, Texter says, tried to get the Shady Rays golf 
glasses for pops this weekend, but the big X promo code isn't working. Any help you can give here? Am I losing the, using the wrong code? Maybe. Apparently, for the golf glasses, the code doesn't work. So that's on us. I did not know that. Apologies to hmm. you. Interesting. Uh, maybe just go to the in-store and just you know beg them, and maybe they'll, they'll let you do it. But the promo code big X does work, I, I thought, for everything, but I guess there's a few things it doesn't. So apologies to you, Texter. Go ahead and give it a shot, though. You may get 40% off. You probably will, except, I guess, maybe with the golf classes. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use that promo code BIGX at checkout. Another texter says, Nick bullying Scoots into spending Scoots money while being a diehard cheapskate is classic KRC, and I'm here for it. Was I just what? wanting you to buy presents for your family? Is no, that, that, that was for cashing out my parlay. By the way, my— yeah, If you're going to gamble, you don't cash out. I don't. It's gambling. I don't think I've ever— I think the only cash outs I've ever made are when I like accidentally make a bet or like, ooh, there's a better line over here. Let me get that one. I think you cash out just when you don't think you're going to win the bet. If you don't think you're going to win it, then some money better than no money. If you do think you're going to win it, then then don't cash out. And I didn't think I was going to win it, so I cashed out. And it would have won, though. It would have. That's okay. Hmm. You got some money. Coward. Cowardice. If I make the bet, I think I'm going to win it. Texter says, Trey had a quote that basically was, when you're on the court, you know everyone out there with you as an elite basketball player. Sounds very simple, but that's what we've been missing the last couple of years. Another texter says, I think we underrated Bradshaw's defensive impact. I know I did, at least. Well, I don't think he's just going to like make his – I don't. if you just label him strictly as a shot blocker, I don't think that's accurate. But he is incredibly active, and I enjoy that. Yeah, and even if he doesn't block shots, he's affecting them, something that has been missing. Yep. A texter says, I'm just joking about Luckett's prediction. He's a good guy. Nope. Total bad guy. It do reminds me a lot of OG and Anobi. Both were 6'7", six, 6'8", six, strong physical wings and guard 1 through 4. OG sophomore stats, 11 points per game, 5.4 rebounds, 1.4 assists, more than a steal, more than a block. Yeah, we don't have to go through the whole numbers. Uh, Adu, 7.7, 5.8, yeah. Like similar numbers. Similar, just not, yeah. Shout out Scoots, the texture says. woo Yeah, o OG, I think a little bit more like versatile lateral quickness where a dude can take a few more blows. Yeah. Like and OG, OG scoring at a better but, clip. Dude. But similar, I mean, not a bad comparison. Yeah, I, yeah. You could, just this team is so much fun, folks. You can go through so many different players and be like, I love watching him play. I love watching him play. But a dude is definitely one that like I really enjoy when he's out there on the court. Texas into TJ and Wolfville Portal Talk. They're getting players because they have open starting spots on a decent ACC team, and Brom can't recruit high school. That's fine. I'm just not going to bury my head in the sand to the rival because they're our rival and we've dominated them lately. No, they're, like, they're, they're going to be fine. That, but that's like, how they get your ass. But here's the thing is I don't want you to conflate them being good in the ACC as being good at football. I, I was yeah. the one banging the drum on that every year. Yeah. I, I know better than anybody, but this they're just – I, I'm I'm worried that the talent upgrade is getting a little too close for comfort. I still think Kentucky's better. I'm fine with it. Just back when they would like, you know, just get they'd beat out like uh, Akron for somebody, and then Rummage would convince everybody that he's like <laughs> the next huge thing. I miss those days. Yeah. A yeah. texter says, put small change on ODU covering four against Western. They're up 35-14 in the fourth quarter and lost all-time bad beat. Yeah, that stinks. My fault. Sorry, Tex. That is Scoot's fault. We have agreed to that. Yep. Kim Palm has the Cats as a 14-point favorite over Louisville. Kind of interesting. Yeah, and Ken Palm's always right around it. I think it'll be about a 16-point game. We'll start getting into that game a little bit more tomorrow, and then obviously Thursday we'll really get into it. 
Edwards is averaging almost 10 points a game. This team has eight players averaging more than seven and a half points. They just share the ball. People need to be patient. Give this kid time. He reminds me of James Young a lot, except he's bigger. Young was a shrieky shooter, but once he got hot, we made it all the way to the championship. Of course, he got cold in that game. He had an awesome dunk in that game, though. Uh, formal sitting area. These last few weeks have been a cry for help from help from Scoot. I agree. I'm worried. <laughs> Indiana Tim here. This is coming from a former Pika Knight. Scoot should be used to turkey buzzards and raccoons. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait. Indiana Tim lived in Pekin at one point. Wow. He's a, good for him. He's a Pika Knight. Good All right. For him. Only a few that we didn't get to. We'll get to him tomorrow. Thanks everybody for the text in the show. Have a great Tuesday. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kaylee. Make it to town.